Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilate of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, bud, how have you been doing? I am back, buddy. I am happy to be home. I have a quality mic. I have got air condition. It is mm-hmm. wonderful. Life is good. Uh, I was on the road for a few weeks. I apologize, guys, but I am back from Rocky Mountain Open and traveling a little bit recklessly and hobbying like a madman. Can we show? Can we show my hobby progress no, here? I'm very not delete all of your hobby progress. No, you delete all. There we go. That is that is nine heavy weapons teams. Uh, nine mortars, three squads of three for my guard. I was very inspired after going to Rocky Mountain Open to work that and seeing uh, Gabriel's army and Marcus's army. Both those guys were running guard. Ooh, I need some heavy weapons in. So been working on those guys. And I should probably tell everyone, if you're listening to our podcast, please consider watching live so you get to enjoy the visual elements and hop into chat and be part of the conversation. Folks, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. Standard Time. For those of you just listening, we, we we love you. So I've got my heavy weapons teams, but yep. I've got something else. Can we show the next slide? Let's, let's just what do you got, Kicker? What do you got? Yeah. Right. I, I have a Creed model, but I really like this model from Necromunda. It's it's what's his name come on what's his the pistol slinging necromana dude i, I don't know his name. i don't know he's, he's a necromana model I've, i really like the model i really like the kind of the gunslinger vibe so he's my creed the problem is that the new guardsmen are so to scale that he looks massive next to them he looks like an ogre so i'm like yeah <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Um, i'm also working on three melteguns for my Cadian shock troops because of the new faq you can't take double up plasma okay, you have to because you didn't hobby for a few weeks doesn't mean you got to overwhelm those hobby progress all of a sudden but sorry geez. man i'm just i'm just like i got stuff to get on the table because i'm playing <laughs> a game tomorrow i'm so pumped all right seth what have you been up to i know you're busy yeah i uh, i ran off to a gt for the weekend um you know spoiler i, I did not have uh, a, a great performance of that gt going one and three um but lots of learning we'll talk about more about that later um but i did paint up one of my my 3d printed models uh the vulturk um yes. that's from mr modulork which is like one of the the model designers out there which is great um i also printed off uh kicker do you remember a bray arts revenge the the emperor's champion stabbing oh, yeah, at work of that as well oh uh, shit that is an orc <laughs> version of that model that is beautiful yeah, that is so an guys, orc stabbing a space marine on the base yeah i um, mean that's that's is it a space marine lieutenant it's definitely space marine lieutenant like, i right mean whatever it is it's a dead lieutenant it's a dead lieutenant uh, it's a yeah, dead that's, space that's cool. marine so uh yeah so i've been working on that but our our uh new tech priest uh nikki d uh what what have you been up to nikki Hey guys, so I received Nurgle's blessing this weekend, uh, and, oh. and and not Nurgle winning a tournament or anything else like that. No, I was down on the couch, sick for a couple of days. Uh, watched, caught up on a couple of different shows on HBO. I can give some recommendations there if needed. All right. But being sick on the couch, I was able to build a few few new models. Um, when feeling yeah. well, I don't really, I'm not in the mood for painting and, and stuff like that, but I can build some models. So I built uh, Karo's Fate Weaver, the named Lord of Change. I built a Great Unclean one, and then also a Nurgle Demon Prince. And the new the new Demon Prince kit is just fantastic. I love it. So I'll get to building, or they are built. I'll get to painting them shortly. But I, I did have some building that those that are hanging out in the chat here are, are able to see right now. All what's right. the what's the head sw- uh, choice you went with the because the, the demon princes, princes have like I think five yeah. different head options. Which one did you go with the corn one, the the nurgly oh. one? Oh yeah, I did the nurgle, and so there's different yeah. head options, but then there's different. Of course, tail you did the nurgle, and then there's also wait what? The, yeah, oh yeah, and then the shoulder pad, the left shoulder pad. There's also different icons that you can put on there. So there's some different ways <laughs> that you can customize it, customize it, 
And the kit's really great. The first one that I built, I went with the Age, Age of Sigmar version of the model. I yeah. really like that kit. But then after building the 40K one, I think I got to stick with the 40K one. I, I actually think yeah. it, yeah. it looks a little bit better, more sci-fi, which is what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikki, they're saying your audio is a little low still. Oh, uh, Nikki D, bring up the audio. Thank you, chat. We, we love you guys so much. By the way, hi. Yeah. <laughs> we, I missed you guys. I wasn't able to follow on that two weeks. So it was good to see you guys. Uh, right. we'll, we'll, well, kicker. We'll what, what's, what, yeah, what's coming out, man? What's going Let's on in the industry? It, guys. You, 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 yeah, the leak was out. Somebody got like, one of these models somehow by accident. You know, some people think it was a you know ploy. Some people think it was a legitimate accident. But Dante has been seen out in the wild and officially announced by a Warhammer community. Uh, this is that brand new Primaris Dante. What do you a uh, hot take, Mister Nikki D? Because you are the de resonant, you know, resident, you know, Blood Angels fan, I guess, right? This is this is your thing. Are you happy with the new Dante? I will say yes, but yes. it was it was when I saw the official Games Workshop release of it that the mm -hmm. scaling of the model seemed much much more appropriate. I had my worries prior yeah, to right. seeing the the, the hot, photos. Hot from take: Game What do you make of his death mask? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, okay. So, I don't so, know. So, so Nikki, D's, <laughs> Nikki D's happy. Seth, are you happy with this? What do you think? Are you? He you is. A, he is versions? a stunning Yumi for me to crump. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I know this doesn't sound stupid, but I just really like the jetpack. I like the modern jetpack pack so much yeah, more than the yeah. old jetpacks. So, yay for Dante! Happy to see you joining the party, Mister Mister Blood Angel, dude. Well, we've also got a bunch of other stuff coming out. This is including yes. Farsight and Seth Snickrod. Am I saying that right? Snickrod. 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 They're out this weekend. They're coming up. Well, they're coming out for pre-order, and they're fancy new boarding action sets. There's lots of value in these sets. I mean, oh, generally yeah. the start collecting slash you know, basically you know, like the Combat Patrol start collecting boxes now. Yeah, these are basically the the, the Combat Patrol whatever boxes. But the thing is that. You know, hear me out. The value in these particular two boxes seems really, really good. You're getting a lot of bang yeah. for your bucket. All the miniatures in these box boxes are pretty usable. Flash gets not so sure, but every other model in that is going to be finding some utility. You, so we've got you the just smirch the good name of Flash gets. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know you love your Flash gets, but they're just not yes. the most optimal choice right now. I believe. <sighs> Fine. Fine, but 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 so in these boxes, right? You you get you know these cool brand new characters. You're gonna get Snick Rot. You're gonna get Farsight. Mm -hmm. We've also got a boarding patrol for Eldari, and those are the ones with all the Corsairs, which is pretty yeah. cool. And uh, you know, then we've got the boarding patrol with Dukari. Uh, nothing too exciting there, but we've got the boarding patrol for Grey Knights and boarding patrol for uh, for Necron. So a lot of stuff coming out, and like I said, their values there. These are these are. Usually, for, I'd say for almost all of these, there's a lot of potential for in terms of starting a new army. You want these miniatures anyway. Yeah. Seth, have you played Boarding Patrol yet? Be honest. I've not. I have not. My, yeah. my time is limited right now. Yeah, I know the box on these says Boarding Patrol, but just think <laughs> you can use patrol. them for whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever the hell you want. These are well, great like, sets. Like an amazing Snickrot for 40K, even though Snickrot is bad in 40K. <laughs> no, no, no. The one thing, though, that you, you got to realize is that it's kind of hard to get these from your local store right now. It seems like I heard they were pretty limited allocations. Yeah. But that's like for the first few weeks. And then it seems like a lot of stores, including Frontline Gaming, gets them back in stock. So, you, you, you know, if you can sit tight, uh, you know, hold out because you will be able to get them. It yeah. just seems like the initial allocations are a bit tight for, for these boarding patrol sets. Yeah. Now, time for the really big major teaser here. This is the Nids Terminator tree, uh, teaser. You know, we, we've got the eye looking at the other eye with the reflection. It's, it's, yeah. 
yeah. So I'm that, it, man. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be Space Hulk. So Seth is calling it Space Hulk. Guys, if you're listening live right now, it's Wednesday night. Tonight is the big Adepticon preview. Uh, not that I have insider information, but I have insider information. I talked to a lot of the GW guys. They're extremely excited for this reveal. It's interesting because usually, you know, some of the guys will be excited while others won't be. And then sometimes those other guys will be excited. But this time, all the GW staff seems super hyped up for this Adepticon right, preview. Right. So check it out they tonight. They really love a Space Hulk. They all may really love Space Hulk. I don't know. I, I really don't know what it is, but based off of the the teasers we've got and what Seth and I were chatting about earlier, yeah. this definitely looks like Space Hulk no, to me. They, they did post up just like minutes ago, Kicker, on their minutes. their social media, a picture of a, a large sleeping predatory cat Ooh. saying the cat nap is over, you know, and, and kind of hyping tonight's reveal. Everyone's thinking it's going to be, you know, maybe the lion. Uh, I, I personally think it's going to be Luther because let's be honest at this point, uh, 40K just needs some more loyalist Primarchs. Burn. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Sepulchre of Heroes, for letting me steal that joke. Uh, I appreciate it, Evan. Uh, Evan is, is the man on the ground at the event tonight, uh, but he still apparently has time on his phone to uh, post the spiciest of memes. Hey, we'll, Seth, we'll stay I'll, tuned. Uh, yeah. I'll throw oh. out a wild oh. card for you, right? So Ooh. this is pure Nikki D speculation. What do you call a group of lions? They're called a pride, mm. right? They're pride. called a pride, yeah. right? Who is the most proud of the Primarchs? That's Fulgrim. Oh, wild oh. Card, you, completely that's... out of left field. Oh, wow. Deception, which if it's getting into deception, it could be Alpharius. So <laughs> who actually knows? So wow, we're going. Well, you, you, <laughs> you really stretch for that, bud. I mean, you, yeah, man. I can see the gears turning in the background. You were like, "How can I throw all of this and that?" You worked for that, so good job, well Nikki. done, yeah. Nikki. Thank D. you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. You know, I was watching a few other shows earlier tonight while I was getting a little hobby time in, and it looks like some people think Epic might be might be a possibility as the announcement. Oh, goes. that'd be cool. Yeah, so so stay tuned. You, like I said, by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this tomorrow on your uh, ride to work, well, you'll you, you'll know what it is. But something big is happening tonight, and we're all very excited. Yeah, I mean, all I really want is Yarick back. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to go off and kill Angron. Dude, I really want Yarick back. I'm kind of frustrated with that, and I, and I could use some Catachans. Like to be honest, uh, the de the new Deathcore are cool. The new, you know, Cadians are cool, but some Catachans could really use a little bit of love there. Those, those well, need an update. Kicker, yeah. what you're asking for is a change. And if you notice yeah. the last preview that GW had uh, for this reveals, it's a book that has the symbol of Zinch on it, which is all about change, <laughs> right? So just, I think that's what huh. it's referring to. <laughs> he's, so, he's so deep in it, guys. Can't we just be transparent? Can't they just tell us? This is what you're going to find out about. Sit tight. You'll find out about it in three days or two days or one day. Mm. By the way, hey, chat, if you uh, have an opinion, tell us. You know, we, we, we're curious to hear what you guys think. Oh, chat is really... saying it's the lion. They're saying it's 10th edition. They're saying it's the lion Alpharius. Chat's going wild tonight. All right, well, so so if we're thinking yeah. it's the 10th edition, then what is GW going to announce during Warhammer Fest, right? Like, that's I don't know. And then, to me, that's why I don't think they'd announce 10th edition because you've got this uh, Adepticon here in March, mm. and then you've got Warhammer Fest in, like, three or four weeks yeah yeah i feel like they would do it then that's just me save the big reveal for you know my event. event yeah that's that would be what i would do 
if I was James Workshop. I'm not James Workshop though, so yeah. So so I mean, well, I guess we'll find out soon, guys. Let's talk really quickly about some of the upcoming events we've got. We've got the Bay Area Open. This is happening, guys. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We will have faction pins there. They were a huge hit at RMO, of, of course, it's Cherokee. So those are your uh, faction pins you get for being basically best in faction at the event for all game systems from Legion to Age of Sigmar to 40K. And don't forget, those pins grant you into a special prize pool at LVO. Mm -hmm. So they don't just look pretty. They have functional purpose as well. Functional. Yes, right. And uh, oh, we're adding song. As of tomorrow, there will be song. Woo. Finally, <laughs> yes, finally, we'll have the song tickets for BM, uh, BAO. Uh, it took a little bit of time because we were dependent on CMON, the manufacturers, to you know, provide some support. Uh, but yes, if you get a song ticket to BAO, you're going to get some sweet exclusive swag directly from uh, CMON. That's and pretty cool. finally, guys, the BAO Challenge coin was revealed. There we go in all of its glory. That's Goat Boy artwork. It's the Corn Berserker with the Golden Gate Bridge kind of headpiece thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I like it. it is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. cool, right? I like that. I think we need to lean more into the the local The, the geographic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Differences. Right? Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, ACO, guys. ACO, we are also adding Kill Team. Kill Team will be added tomorrow. Woo! We've been getting bombarded Team. by people asking for kill team and so it's like okay we we kind of we had to we we got a new to and we were looking well we lost our old to from last year and so we we're scrambling to find a to and guess who stood up to be a kill team to for ACO? one of the best Ooh. players in the northeast travis like this guy oh, nice. thanks Mr. travis kill team new york so yeah thank you for stepping up and helping us put this event on and thanks, finally Oh, 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 oh. I guess we're going to do it right there. There you go. If you're watching right now, you get to see the brand new Lone Star Open 2023 artwork. It is gorgeous. It will be epic on shirts. And, of course, we'll be throwing all the cool as well with this logo on there. That's uh, well, no, I, no, I don't care. care. Yeah. We do have a few uh, event-related questions in chat. Shoot, uh, shoot, you, shoot. you put Lone Star logo up. Chat's asking, when can they be looking for tickets? Yeah, so tickets, this is kind of the initial, you know, preview tease. Tickets should be going live next week or week after next. All right, so like, keep I, an eye out for that. Yeah, we're, we're, I will tell you, we're of course going to have 40K. We're of course going to have Age of Sigmar. We're definitely having Legion. Uh, Kill Team is still iffy, but I know we want to add Kill Team. We will have Song of Ice and Fire. Blood mm -hmm. Bowl is going to be coming this year or should be coming this year. So, uh, you know, and, and of course, this year's Lone Star Open is once again the military appreciation event for yep. us. So there'll be discounted rooms, further discounted rooms for, for military folks. Everyone in the, the, the served who served or formerly served, uh, currently served or formerly served will be getting a special little gift from Frontline Gaming as well as each tournament. So each game system will have its own kind of military specific yeah, thing nice. taking place. We'll be doing a branch versus branch competition like we did last year for 40K. Yay! Now, now I have one more question. I'm gonna one, hit you one with. more, one more. All right, shoot. Chat's, chat's hitting me with this, so I'm hitting you with let's, it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. When do you think we're gonna announce some LVO dates? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right. Um, this has been a challenge to say the least, but LVO is happening. The contract has been signed. Um, I was asked to hold off until we can make a fancy like graphic and explain okay. all the good all right. stuff. But there, it will be at the end of January, uh, like the, like it always is. The yeah. following year, 2025, is getting interesting. We might have to put that at like early February, but at least for 24, it will be end of February. So get all right, all right. So, but just stay tuned in the next, the coming months. We'll we'll have the official dates once everything gets finalized on the back end. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's uh, hop ahead to the the network news. Yes, please. Don't forget, uh, starting here uh, in April, which is 
one but but one short week away so this week and the next after that we're youtube only so like mark of corn eight i see you crypt shadow i see you and twitch uh, you guys probably gonna need to migrate on over to youtube if you want to keep watching us so uh we'll, we'll be seeing you guys there um i'm just finishing up uh some of the, the paperwork with some of the the affiliates so i'm hoping uh kind of the start of april to announce everyone that's joining the program and it's a lot of folks can we can it's we, really can we exciting he's a few of the people that are gonna be part of our little community there you might say that they're titans of the industry Ooh, okay. uh, wow. and you could say that they uh can can get things done in 40 minutes or less but we'll talk oh, more about that dang. Uh, do we have any point. vanguards of we might they there are some vanguards out there <laughs> um we'll find out though uh well but i'm gonna save the rest of that for later all right, all right, all right, all right. i didn't i didn't tell you what your question of the week is oh shit uh, do we have to do this <laughs> In 30 seconds or less, kicker. All right, yeah, let's do it. You know how to do this. I promise. Right. Secrets to painting earth tones. Oh, jeez. Ready? Do we, do we just go now? Uh, okay, ready? I'm going. Okay, so as you guys know, I paint a lot of earth tones. I think the secret is to stick with colors that are all very realistic. You don't try to get creative. You stick with natural colors. You go look outside. You look at the dirt under your feet and think, okay, I want to match those colors. If you get creative, you destroy the illusion. And also uh, just a shit ton of browns and a few greens. There we go. Good job. Good job. Did I stick to 30 seconds? I'm really bad you at were under it. You were under it, no less. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cool, cool. Yes. So, yes. So we uh, we had a topic this week uh, that our our lovely producer, Nikki D, decided on. Uh, it's picking the right army. Uh, oh, wow. So, Nikki, you kind of want to give us a, a bit of a spiel on, on uh, what kind of inspired you to ask this question? Yeah, well— you know, there's just a lot of new updates, releases that are all related to 40K uh, at this point in time. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's still the beginning of a new year for the 40K season. And just in talking with some of the circles of folks that I know, there's a struggle with trying to figure out, you know, what army you play, when you play it. Hey, I'm not having success with my army. Do I switch to playing something else? You know, is there a new edition coming? You know, what, what do I do? So there, there's a lot of paralysis by analysis, I like to call it in these mm -hmm. sort of situations. And, and ultimately, my point of view on this sort of thing is this is a hobby for all of us. So, you know, for you, Seth and, and Kicker, you guys have been doing 40K, you know, longer than I have. So what do you do? How do you pick that right army, whether it's a, a faction overall, or how do you pick a specific army that you're bringing, you know, to an event this weekend or that you're going to play for the next month? What's your thought process like? What, what should you do? And what maybe what are some tips for things that to avoid so you don't end up in that spiral. All right. Um, and I think that it's important to note that this is not just advice for, you know, new players, but anyone that's in even been in the hobby for a long time, sometimes you need to, you know, recalibrate your yourself and think, hmm, should I be switching a new army at this point? You know, and why? Uh, Seth, do you want to start off with like the, the tactical one? Here? Well, I was going to say, to me, the the guiding principle for guide, for picking your army needs to start off with what is your goals in 40K? Oh. If you're out here to play competitively and, and you pick uh, something that's struggling right now, like ADMEC, because you love the models, um, which is what everyone says, you know, pick the army that you love the models. Um, but if your goal is to go out and win events and you pick an army that's really struggling, you you're going to be disappointed with that purchase and this is you know starting an army and getting it from you know ground zero to a full functioning 2000 point painted army um can take some time and if you're doing it on your own uh, that can be a lot of hobbing time or if you're getting someone to to build and paint it for you 
on commission, that can be quite costly. So to me, like it's uh, setting expectations. I do that at work with my clients. So, you know, what is your expectation? If your expectation is I want to go out and win tournaments, um, be prepared to, to, you know, need to adjust fast and, and, the army you might start off building might change in a month or two. Um, but if your goal is I want to collect them all and I want to paint them all, um, then you might be better off going towards an army that you really enjoy the paint style that you can use on that army and you enjoy the model collection. So it kind of starts with what's your goals. But, but so, Seth, that's a really good point because as the 40K you know, game is becoming more and more, I don't use the word mainstream, but becoming more mainstream and more known, you, we're getting a lot of Magic players jumping into mm -hmm. 40K. And Magic players, let's just be honest, they're very competitive. They want to win. That is The Magic mindset is to win. So they want to come to 40K and be competitive. And I've seen countless Magic players like start an army that they that but they quickly get frustrated because it's just not as competitive uh, you know maybe at one point it is and then it isn't so you you like you like you said set, set that expectation if you're going to be choosing to play knights realize knights might not take you all the way to the top they might be a lot of fun but they're not going to take you all yeah. the way to the top. yeah um uh, kind of a, a complete side tangent here yeah, uh, we sure. have a I think a new commenter I haven't seen him before because of Ben our newcomers welcome to tournaments absolutely Yes. Uh, there are boatloads of newcomers to every tournament I go to. Um, everyone's super welcoming. Um, I think, again, that's a case of setting expectations. You know, you don't want to walk in being like, I've played a couple of practice games with my friends. I, and I'm saying this not facetiously. I did this. I went into an, an RTT once thinking, you know, in like 8th edition, I played a few practice games. I'm going to go whip whip all these boys in Montgomery's butt, and then they whip my butt. So, yeah. um, you know, I just... You keep that in mind. Um, you, you, if you're going to a tournament, you might take your lumps um, as you kind of catch up to the rest of the scene. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, I Seth, think also explain the pairing system that if they lose their first round, then they start play. getting paired into people. Yeah, that are also in loss have lost their first round. So you'll eventually hit that that same uh, talent and skill level um, and army composition. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that to go into if you're if you're new to the hobby, what's your intent? Um, or if you're you're a current person in the hobby that you want to start a new army, um, to me it's always how is that different than than what I currently play, which mm -hmm. kind of gets into play style. I have orcs. Orcs go punch you. They, yeah. they they can shoot you, but really they punch you. Uh, and then I had Tau. Tau shoot you. They're very different play styles. So if I want to play something different, I can hop between the two. Votan was kind of in that middle. It was something different and new. And honestly, that was that was an army I started not because of play style, but because it was new and it was yeah. a chance to practice some new paint techniques, which Ooh. might be another reason you want to start an army because kicker, you're painting your guard. Yeah. If you decided to start painting your guard in like like rave nightclub colors, yeah. it wouldn't fit with the rest of your army. So you don't no want to do that. Yeah. But if you started a new army and you wanted to do a, a more, you know, kind of vibrant abstract color scheme like that, you could. And then yeah, that I mean, army could be Many cohesive. people have armies that are polar opposite, not just in play style like Seth was talking about, but also in aesthetics so that you can kind of jump from one to another. One can be more organic in nature, uh, you know, painting fur and, and whatnot. The others, you know, space marine armor or whatever. Uh, Seth, I go from play, painting my guard, which are very olive drab, you know, or earth tones to like orcs, which I try to get bright and use a lot of yeah. orange in them to, to add. So, yeah. so yeah, that's that's totally, totally aligned. But but Seth, I think you, you touched on a point that we should probably bring up right now and except that new armies are constantly released like yep. the votan that was the shiny new thing it wasn't something you really mm -hmm. needed 
It was just like, uh, you know, they're kind of that in between between Tau and Orcs or something, whatever. You just, but they were a new army. They were exciting. Uh, sometimes old armies can get an entirely new model range. Guard just got a huge model range, so now mm -hmm. a lot of people are excited for that. So when those yeah. new armies or, or updates get released, you're probably just gonna want to forget about the army play style or the model, you know, range, and just you just or or whether you actually need it or the even the painting or whatever, and you just kind of want to jump on board because there's so much excitement, and that's okay. I tried very hard to stick with an army, but then Votan, uh, which that, that army was Votan, and I got, I got Votan initially because I was excited. It was a yeah. shiny new thing. I like dwarves. I'm short. I can relate. you know. But as soon as guards started getting their they new models, I'm like, I'm a diehard guard fan. I can't, I can't bring myself – I was no longer excited about painting Votan when like the brand yeah. new updated guard kits are out because that's like my, my, my baby. So and I – Ultimately, at the end of the day, collect and paint and play what you like. Yeah. Uh, if if you, if you were if you grounded out and kept trying to work on your Votan army and watched all the guard models go by that you wanted and yeah. not paint them, you you weren't going to enjoy your hobby time. And at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. Like guys, w we're just doing this because it's fun, right? Like if it stops being fun because you want to paint something else, then then stop. It's okay. Your project can be left unfinished like we can have a therapy session here seth like we can sit down and i'll talk you guys it's okay to put a project down and come back to it in a few months or years or never at all that's all right um i do i was very guilty of when i start something i have to finish it and my life got so much better in, in this in terms of this hobby when i finally realized it's okay to just stop and move. yeah yeah i mean there there's Unless you're literally like have a list for a tournament that says I, you know, this is my list of models and it must be painted by this date. You can always push things back. You can always put the models down and go do something else and come back. I literally have models that I was like halfway through painting, got bored with painting them, put them. I have I have a, a very complex organizational system at this point between <laughs> painted models, built models, primed models and half painted models where I got halfway through painting them got bored and put them away my space marines that i i have are this uh very uh metallic blue green yeah and yeah, i have like, i don't know a dozen models that were like i started that and i did the silver trim and then i got bored and put them in a box yeah. but they're there and one day if i want to go back to them i can go back to them they're there and i can pull them back out and keep going on that project whenever i want well, oh, Seth, I'm just looking in chat right here. Somebody reminded me, cost and transportation. Those are two very important things. Cost, obviously, some armies are just financially uh, prohibited yeah. for you to start. You know, if you if you are, you know, got, got to watch your pennies, certain armies just don't, we don't recommend. And transportation, some armies, you know, my guard army, there's a lot of tanks. Those tanks are taking up a lot of space. They're not as, as, not as easy to travel with as a nice custodies army, for example. Yeah. So, so that, that also goes back to, I think, what your goals are. If your goals are, I'm going to go down to the local game store and play a pickup game once a week, you probably don't have to worry about transport as much as someone that's planning on flying to events, you know, every other month. Yeah. And they've got to figure out how do I pack that up, safely store and fly it. You know, Actually, just on the Frontline Gaming Community Group, you know, Facebook, somebody really wants to come to more of our events, but they don't want to ever fly because they really like a big uh, display board. And mm -hmm. I had explained to, to him that like, you might want to rethink uh, your display board mm -hmm. and make one that is travel appropriate. Transportable, yeah. Yeah, transportable. A lot of guys, or you know, be have, a hobby goblin and just carpool yeah. across the country. Yeah, not everyone can be like the hobby goblins that are in Jacksonville, Florida and will live 
actually drive to Las Vegas with a van so they can carry their display boards. You, you can be a Sean Naden who, who's figured out how to have a beautiful display board that he can literally pack up into a suitcase and travels with him. Same with JT up in Washington. JT makes yep. it all around in the country, but with a beautiful display board. And But he's figured out from the, Yeah, they've, the, they've the figured scratch. out clever little ways to, to break down their display board. Uh, I've, I've also seen um, some guys create display boards that they can basically box up into large shipping crates and ship them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Matt, the guy that Matt Aaron, I believe, uh, the, the winner for best painted at LVO, uh, his was actually like shipped across the country and, and a big, and a big box. It was pretty cool. Um, all right. Hey, kicker. Yeah. Let's do it. Ready to get into the next segment. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, are, are you, are you, are you practicing? You. Are you doing some, uh, some training? Some. We are, but kicker in this next segment, I'm going to need you to be my therapist. I am. I, I do not know if I'm qualified to be anyone's therapist, but let's do it. I went one in three this weekend. Oh, shit, man. What happened to you? That is, sorry. Was that bad therapy? That is my worst performance with orcs ever. Wow. At an event. Wait, wait. Ever, though? Like, ever? Ever. But ever, ever? Ever. Oh, wow. Forever. That was as bad as I've ever done. Okay. Um, well, for, for starters, uh, let's just, just to keep everything all relative, relevant here. Nikki D, what's your worst performance at any GT? Go. Oh, GT? Uh, one and four. Yeah. One, one, and four. One, and four. one and four. Yeah, yeah. Last May, I went to a GT I had yeah. not played in about three or four months, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play my Death Guard list that I haven't played in three months. Hey, guys, guess what? The meta changes. So when you bring the same yeah. list, expecting <laughs> things to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my Death Guard did not like Tyranid and Craft World Mortal Wounds. Uh, they did not. So it, it happened. So, Seth, what's what's next? What's going on? So, yeah. So I this event was was a rough one for me. I got a couple bad pairings. Um, not that they were bad opponents, but it was just a bad matchup for me army wise. I was taking orcs. I took goffs, but I took goffs with like no kill rigs and like almost all infantry and one truck. Um, and I ran into world eaters for the first two rounds, <laughs> which uh, is a rough matchup. Um, and then I, I, I did play a Marine player in round three and I managed to beat him. Um, and then I ran into a death guard player in round four and in the entire game, I killed five blight Lords and 20 pox walkers. And that was it. Um, and he basically tabled me. Um, and then, um, my wife had some stuff going on. So I ended up having to leave early. Um, but that was probably for the best because I wanted to talk about this week dealing with losses. Um, because boy, howdy, did I get a lot of them this weekend. Um, and and the thing we always say about, you know, losing in 40K is as long as you're learning from your losses, you're going to get better, right? Yeah. So what do you guys try to learn when you lose? Like, how do you how do you try to, like, put the the disappointment, the emotion to the side and learn something from the from the the game? I mean, you're asking me, man, I. <laughs> I, and this this doesn't have to be 40k. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I try to figure out how can I make this fun, right? Like how could I? Because I am pretty competitive, and luckily I don't have really a, a lot of competitiveness in 40k because I'm just not that good at it. I mean I'm decent, but I'm not that good. So I realized if I'm going to play 40k competitively and I'm not going to win, how can I have fun, right? So. With me, when I take a loss, I'm like, well, did I have a good time? And if I didn't have a good time, then I need to work on why I because I'm probably going to lose more games. I'm going to win. So, like, for, for example, um, if I am upset that I lost, then, like, I got to work on that immediately. So, did I take the game too seriously? Well, I need to, like, chill out a little bit more. Or more importantly, um, maybe I should focus on achieving maybe not a win, but maybe more 
you know? So then instead of getting 60 points, I get 70 points or something like that. But, yeah. but Seth, do you get, I have to ask, man, have you gotten like, do you get tilted when you start losing? Yeah. Like, is that, so, yeah. so that's why I say it was probably best that I left at that point. Cause I definitely was losing my mental focus and a lot yeah. of people call that getting tilted. Um, and I was just at that point, I had made so many wrong decisions across that event that at that point I felt like everything I did was wrong and that every decision I made was wrong and simple decisions were causing me a lot of, you know, uh, I call it vapor lock where you just kind of sit there and think and and then you think yourself in a circle and then you keep doing it and you don't really move. And like your opponent's like, are you okay, man? And you're like, oh, I'm just thinking really hard. Um, <laughs> so it's certainly, there are times um, where that's happened to me and that happened this week. And I kind of got rattled after that round four where I was like, man, you know, I've, I've played death guard before and I've, I handled them pretty, pretty well. And that was, that was rough. And I was like, geez, I uh, I really got to rethink how how I'm playing this army, um, and so it's probably best because at that point, I went into the weekend with the goal of I wanted to try a very off-meta golf list, and I wanted to see if it had uh, a chance to compete. Well, uh, I certainly at that point had determined that it did not have a chance to compete. So, <laughs> um, in terms of like answering that question, I had I had answered that question. A fifth round wasn't going to change my mind there. Yeah. Um, and I, I personally think I probably wasn't the most fun opponent to have at that point. Um, so it was probably best for me just to step away. Um, but other things that I I was doing kind of afterwards is in the heat of the moment, I probably couldn't tell you exactly what i did wrong or how i could have played those games differently but monday i got back home sunday and then monday i made myself sit down and look at my scores and kind of mentally go through each game we're like all right what happened there what what things did i have an expectation for that didn't turn out that way um so i went through a lot of my secondaries and there were certainly some ones that were like big oh yeah that was not a smart move um against the death guard player i took assassinate because he had like six but he had six characters standing behind like 15 terminators 20 pox or pox walkers and 20 like plague bearers or with a plague marines i was never getting back there that was a win more condition um and that was just like i was assumed in my head i was going to blow through the death guard army but uh nikki d our lovely chaos uh correspondent uh (laughs) what's death guard known for not dying Ah. so my plan of and then i killed them had a flaw yeah you know so but at that point you know i at the time of the event i couldn't see it i just saw that as oh he's got six characters that's 15 points i'll go for that haha um not really thinking through it's death card if you get to his characters you probably already won anyway Um, that was your fourth round right that was my fourth round so i was already probably a little rattled but like my earlier rounds um I, I played World Eaters, and in the first round, I took behind enemy lines because I thought, oh, he's going to run at me. I'll put some stuff in deep strike, and then, uh, boom, he, he'll he'll leave his back foot open, and I'll go score some points. Um, and he had some smaller units to keep back there and kind of make it hard for me to get back there, but it also was World Eaters. They were in my face. They were constantly punching me. I needed all my assets to punch back. So if I had done something different, a little bit more passive, like Green Tide, I'd have gotten a few more points. And I only lost that first round by eight points. Okay. So a few more points here, a few more points there might have changed the difference of that game. Um, the, uh, the the last, uh, not the last loss, but the one in the middle um, against another uh, uh, World Eaters player, um, I got it in my head that World Eaters don't have shooting kicker. Yeah, I think that's 
you know, kind he of has cornmeal skulls. Oh, that has a bunch of bullets. Yeah. Wow. That's. Cool. I was like, oh, oh, he's shooting me. And oh, that's oh, that's a problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so then, like that, that definitely like in my head of like I'm gonna have a unit go over here. It's gonna kill something. He'll send something to kill it, and then I can keep trading. It was like, no, I sent a unit out to kill something, and then he just shot it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that's right. That thing has bullets. Crap. Um, so just not respecting uh, some things in my opponent's list, kind of getting pigeonholed and, and playing playing against a faction and seeing one list type and not thinking that there are other ways that army might play. Um, so that's something I learned from there. Um, in terms of list tactics, I learned a lot about my list. I learned a lot of things that did not work well in my list. Um, I learned a lot about other codexes. Um, but importantly... I'm not gonna let this loss, these losses, stop me from playing. I, I had friends uh, years ago that would get very demoralized from losses and just stop playing for for a while. Um, the only way we get better, kicker, is doing what? Um, practice. Practice. So if if <laughs> I just go lick my wounds and don't play for a month or two. You're not going to get any better, buddy. Am I going to? Am I? Am I likely to remember the lessons I learned this last weekend? No, 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 no. But, yeah. but, but, Seth, as your temporary therapist during this temporary, okay, temporary show, okay. uh, I have to make a recommendation, or I guess uh, a question first, and hopefully that can lead to a recommendation. Uh, after round one, you lost. It was a narrow loss. Mm -hmm. Did that potentially set you up for failure for the rest of the day? Is there a way you could have maybe started fresh? going into round two, regardless of what happened in round one. I don't feel like I was too demoralized going into to round two. Okay. Um, I knew Good. World Eaters were a tough matchup. I lost by eight points. Um, I but went because second. Because it was such a close loss, though, some people get more... Uh, I, I get up. more demoralized by a large loss, not a small loss. Okay. Right. A small loss is like, if I chose one or two things different, I think I could have fixed it. I lost my, my second game against World Ears, which, mind you, I just lost two by eight points, by 33 points in the second round. Yeah. That, that was not pick a different secondary and I'll do better. Yeah. That was not if I made a conservative play and held on to this objective, I would do better. That was I made fundamental uh, assumptions about how his list would play that were just wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, to me personally, I get more demoralized from a large loss than a small okay. loss. So you, because um, you do see people that spiral, like right, they 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 go into round two already yeah. not at the best mindset. So they're gonna lose round two, or they're more likely to lose round two, and then by the yeah. time they get to round three, four, it's already not looking so pretty. So I'm glad yeah. that didn't happen to you though. That, that's that's, that's it really didn't happen until round four. <laughs> it didn't happen round four. <laughs> but, I, but what I was getting at is like, I'm I'm going to an RTT this weekend. Yeah. I'm gonna try a different list. I'm gonna try the triple kill rig list. I've played it before. It's worked. I've said many times that I think the meta is going to be tough for big vehicles, but I can't deny the performance. It the triple kill rig list keeps having good event placements, and my personal performance has not equated to that level of of results. So I'm going to try what works. I'm going to get out of my own head, which I think is a, something that a lot of competitive players, um, Dislux calls it scheming. I think a lot of us, and I, I definitely was victim to this, where in my own head, I thought I was smarter than the rest of the meta. <laughs> and I was going to be ahead of it. There's such thing as being too far ahead of the meta, I think. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, I had friends. I had friends, Kicker, 
that I told that list idea to, and they told me I was I was being dumb, and I was <laughs> like, no, I'm smarter than. And these friends, kicker, <laughs> these friends are a lot smarter than me. <laughs> these friends have made top eight at LVO. Oh, I haven't made top eight at LVO. Um, so I, there was definitely some ego on my part that got in the way, I think, of me listening to those opinions. Um, okay, can, can I ask you this? You, you, yeah. So I'm not just saying it was the ego, but were you excited about the list because it was like a fun list? Maybe it was some new miniatures you painted that you were stoked to bring? Like, did there, like I'm not trying to like really conjure this, but was there some spark of joy about the list itself, regardless of your performance, that you wanted to? Or, I was excited with a list that was different than what how the other golf lists were. Yeah. Um, Special snowflake, okay. Yeah, I and I I fully admit that I I frequently feel like I I try to snowflake with my lists rather than just take like yeah. I can have someone write the perfect list and hand it to me and I still feel like somehow like I I have a compulsion to change it. Yeah, you um, you want to put your own like personal spin on it. Like I respect yeah. that completely, man. So I I think but sometimes like learning to except that there are people out there that are smarter than you that write better lists than you and it doesn't make you any worse of a player is is hard for me but it's something i'm learning to do um and i think dealing with losses like this and having weekends like this are how we grow as players okay gonna recommend this really fast to you if you're going okay. to ask someone for list advice take it right yeah. Like don't 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 ask for someone like because I got friends and I'll ask their for their advice and I'm like uh no I still want to play with the fun bits like well don't waste their time and also like like you're trusting them if you're especially if you've got like a friend that you think is like legitimately better than you and can really give you good mm -hmm. advice trust their advice give them the opportunity to 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 let you let them help you make you a better player sometimes it's yeah. not so much fun because like you Seth I like to do my own special snowflake stuff but I want to make a competitive guard list. I'm not going to write that list. I'm not going to change a single thing. I'm going to let the professionals take it. And guys, there's no shame in letting someone write your list for you. Like that's perfectly yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so no. very cool. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a little bit you know emotionally vulnerable there for me, but you know, I think it turned out well. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm well, you. I, I think we we we're rich, reaching our time limit. We want to make sure everyone's got a chance to go uh, stretch their legs, go to the bathroom, get a snack, all that oh, jazz before the LVO or not the LVO, the uh, Adepticon preview. Um, I don't quote me on this chat. Uh, chat was saying it earlier. I think it's an hour from now. Um, I think it's 10 p.m. Central. Correct. 11. Yeah, yeah. No, all right. We, we have been confirmed by correct. our producer that that is correct. So you guys got an hour to get going to that. Any uh, final thoughts for the night kicker? No, guys. I'm excited to find out what is this big reveal all about. We have a prediction. Oh, we're set. We've got you know money's been placed. We we know what we want. Money's been placed. So so I request for next week we kind of do a a recap of this uh, oh, yeah. reveal we and will. we see who is right, who is wrong, and um, go from there. What do I get when it's Luther? You said money was placed. Okay, if if it's a Luther, if it's a Luther, I'm sending you some that that special games day orc that I you know found. Ooh, yeah, all right, all right, good deal, good deal. All yeah, right. one of our secondhand right. shop things. So, so guys, well, thank you so much, Seth. Take us out, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals on the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday with me being right about it's Luther, not the lion. <laughs> I can <laughs>